baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Exactly how scary radical is today's Democrat Party? Folks on our side often fail to grasp how much the way they think has changed and how rapidly it has changed in the last 10 years. We've also failed to grasp Exactly how far they're willing to go to force agreement with their kooky worldview and how many lives they'd be willing to shatter and destroy to get there. I'm not talking about the fringe of the Democrat Party or the left wing or some guy who said something in a video. I'm talking about what is now mainstream in the Democrat Party. We just got a terrifying look at that in a Rasmussen poll of likely voters. The topic was COVID. But it could have been anything. What was revealed is that it's now become mainstream in the Democrat Party. The idea, anyway, that you should throw people who disagree with you into jail or prison, even if they're your parents, your family, your friends. In the most shocking answer to a series of COVID questions, we learn this. A plurality of Democrats, 48%, so that's the biggest percent In the poll, it means there's no majority. 48% of Democrats think government should fine or imprison individuals who publicly question the efficacy of existing COVID-19 vaccines on social media, television, radio, or in online digital publications. Okay, that is shocking. Because even if you get your news from CNN or MSNBC, you know that plenty of people who've had the shot have gotten COVID. Some of them have died. You know that it breaks through. You know the shot doesn't work very well. You can't miss that. And yet they still are willing to jail those who criticize it. Folks, if they would do this for a shot that very patently doesn't work. In other words, block people from telling the very obvious truth about a shot that clearly doesn't have much in the way of efficacy. They'll do this on any other topic. This is the way the minds of roughly half the Democrat Party work now. If somebody says something I disagree with or that isn't part of the daily talking points on left-wing media, they should go to jail or face fines. It's unbelievable. It's just shocking how far they're willing to go. But what's the most shocking is how mainstream this is. How literally half the Democrat Party now rejects American norms of freedom, of constitutional rights. A shocking large majority, 59% of Democrats, would virtually imprison the unvaccinated in their homes. 59%. They'd only be allowed to leave for emergencies. And when it comes to tracking you, they'd be willing, are you ready for this, to microchip you and digitally track the unvaccinated. 47% want to do that. 
use digital devices to track unvaccinated people to ensure they're quarantined or socially distanced from others. Never mind that the vaccinated spread it at the same rate. This, folks, is not about COVID. This is about compliance. And that means that the Democrat mind, the liberal mind, has begun to look at forced compliance to their beliefs as an absolute right that they and they alone have to ask and to force of others in society. This is becoming a norm for them. And it represents a major cultural and societal shift. Speaking of shifting, your food that you expect to come to you via a truck and your grocery store soon could be shifting. Keep your eye on this. This is going to be fascinating. This is going to be the big tell about whether the Democrats plan to deliberately engineer the worsening of the supply chain crisis. Yes, you heard that right. To understand why I'm asking this question, you have to understand one thing. And I explained it before on the Battleground podcast. The supply chain crisis, as far as our ports in California go, was deliberately manufactured by the Democrats. They could stop it at any time. Here's why. That crisis should have actually begun under Trump due to two laws passed in California that bar over half the nation's truck fleet from driving on California roads because they don't have the necessary pollution controls. So they knew this was coming. And because of a law that allows the EPA to enforce state environmental law at the federal level, Trump's administration was able to shut it down. They were able to delay it. This is why in 2018 and 2019, we didn't see a supply chain crisis, even though the law had changed in California. Well, as soon as Donald Trump lost, the EPA simply ignored him on this and began greenlighting the enforcement of those laws that ban more than half the U.S. truck fleet from the roads of California. And like clockwork, the shipping containers began to stack up. Now, this is a fascinating dynamic because one of the things that's hurting Biden right now, hashtag Bear shelves Biden, as you're seeing on Twitter, is the supply chain crisis. It would be very easy for the Biden EPA to reverse course and do what Trump did and get more of these goods into the supply chain. But they're not. And that tells me the Democrats like the supply chain gummed up for some reason. It serves some purpose. And maybe they're planning to try to seize political power from it. I don't know. But that's why you've got to watch what happens on January 22nd, when the Supreme Court overturned the vaccine mandate, they overturned the OSHA one. There's another one out there from the Department of Homeland Security. It bizarrely applies to our borders, but they crafted it in such a way that it only applies to our land entry borders. In other words, if you're an illegal immigrant, you don't have to get a vaccine. We'll stuff you on a plane. And we'll fly you wherever you want at taxpayer expense. But if you come through one of our ports of entry, i.e. you're in a truck, you've got to have a vaccine. It's absurd when you consider the size of the illegal immigrant population they've let in and put on planes that didn't get the vax. So obviously this is not about stopping COVID. But what it will do is stop the flow of goods. And even NBC is warning about that now. The new vaccine mandate by the Biden administration would apply to the Canadian and the Mexican border. 60 to 75 percent of all U.S. truckers are not vaccinated. You can see the problem here. 
Yet the Department of Homeland Security is still going forward with this or plans to by the 22nd. So two days from the recording of this podcast. NBC has already begun to warn about it. Now, the Canadians have their own vaccine mandate. It actually started a couple days ago. So that's for Canadian truckers and American truckers um, going either way across the Canadian border. There have been massive protests with truckers blocking the entries, like the highways entering America. So that's already going on. This would kneecap the situation on the American side. And NBC is already warning it could cause a real problem on top of the other problems with the supply chain. Canada and Mexico are major sources of a lot of goods, uh, but auto parts and food shipments may start being disrupted as the trucker vaccine mandate begins, they warn. Now, Canada is a major source of auto parts, and Doug Betts, president of the Global Automotive Division at J.D. Power, warned that every car has at least one Canadian part in it. That's how much of those parts run through there. What's more, as the article explains... The source of a lot of our fruits and vegetable shipments is South and Central America as well as Mexico. So we can anticipate serious issues with the food supply chain. If this goes into effect, it'll affect the land ports between here and Mexico. In other words, the ones that drivers cross. Worse yet, according to NBC, is that it may be even worse the percentage of truckers who aren't vaccinated. Here's why. They interviewed a guy by the name of Ryan Hitchcock. He's the owner of MBH Trucking, LLC. He's also the interim executive director of Michigan Trucking Association. He says he's spoken with 15 other trucking companies who have about 400 drivers, 75% of whom are unvaccinated. In other words, the supply chain situation could be about to get much, much worse unless the Biden administration backs away from this. Now, common sense wise, this should tell you the vaccination mandate for truckers isn't going to do a dang thing to slow down the COVID. So they'll get absolutely no return, but they'll gum the supply chains up much worse. This to do this would have to mean you actually want to worsen the supply chain crisis for some reason. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It can't be about COVID. If they truly cared about COVID on our borders, they wouldn't be putting illegal immigrants who are unvaccinated on planes and flying them everywhere. They wouldn't be turning them loose in record-breaking numbers. But they are. They're so desperate to get these vaccinated and unvaccinated illegals onto a plane and to their destination of choice. Did you see what just happened? UK Daily Mail just broke the story. They're actually accepting as ID, the TSA is accepting as ID arrest warrants. Illegal immigrants can bring their warrant for arrest of alien 
or their warrant of removal and deportation to the TSA in order to be able to fly at your expense to the destination of your choice. Again, we're not making any of them vaccinated. We're putting them on planes. So the, 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 the Biden administration can't be obsessed with vaccination at the borders. They simply can't. What this means is if and what this means is that these aliens, when they show up at the border and they don't have any kind of meaningful ID, we don't care. We just hand them a warrant uh, for arrest of alien after arresting them. And we let them use that to get onto a plane with no picture ID. That is absolutely staggering. When you put the two stories together, you can only conclude one that they don't give a rip about human life or safety or you know, post 9-11 aviation safety concerns. But you also have to conclude something else. None of this is about COVID. So are they deliberately trying to do more damage to the supply lines? Are they deliberately trying to make the supply chain problem worse? And why? Meanwhile, in a shocking twist to everybody else, not to listeners of the Battleground podcast, Joe Biden just greenlighted an invasion of Ukraine. It wasn't a gaffe. It wasn't an accident at all. It's exactly what I was warning would happen. And so I think what you're going to see is that Russia will be held accountable if it invades. And it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, etc. Yep, you didn't hear that wrong. He just green-lighted a minor incursion, which is exactly what the invasion of of Ukraine will be. It's not like there's going to be a fight. They just roll the tanks in. And Ukraine will roll over. Did he do that on purpose? Oh, heck yeah, he did. He's absolutely owned by Russia. Lock, stock, and barrel. We'll get into that in a minute, although I've explained it before. What about a major invasion of Ukraine? Would he green like that too? Well, here's what he let Russia know. That NATO would probably not be doing much at all about it. Because they can't agree on what to do. Here's from the transcript. What Joe said, it's very important that we keep everyone in NATO on the same page, that what I'm spending on a lot of time on today, there are differences. There are differences in NATO as to what countries are willing to do, depending on what happens. As the Powerline blog accurately wrote this morning, the initial response basically tells Russia that if it limits its invasion, it won't face severe consequences. The follow up tells Russia that NATO isn't united on how to respond to Russian aggression against Ukraine, so there probably won't be much of anything happening. It's been known since the fall that Putin would likely invade Ukraine. It's an open secret. Everybody's been writing and talking about it in the media. But what did Joe Biden do ahead of that summit with Vladimir Putin? The one thing you'd do if you wanted to send a signal that it was okay for Putin to not only invade Ukraine, but do whatever the hell he wants. You take any sanctions threats away with the Nord Stream pipeline and you do it in such a way that you get nothing for it. Now, Joe did get something for it. He got millions of dollars. Russia totally owns Joe. To understand what's going on here and how you can literally predict what Joe won't do in this case, you've got to go back to the Treasury Department. The Treasury Department flagged. They've got an algorithm. It flagged a transaction between Hunter Biden and the mayor of Moscow's wife. She was wiring him millions of dollars. The Treasury Department flagged it 
as likely money laundering, potential money laundering. Hunter Biden is actually under investigation right now by the FBI for money laundering. And the money laundering was the transfer of the millions of dollars from the wife of the mayor of Moscow, a Putin Confederate, to Hunter Biden. Now, here's the problem with that transaction. Hunter was not registered as a foreign agent. It was a crime then because he was not to receive the money. Because of that, he couldn't report it to the IRS. That's why they would consider it laundered money. He didn't report it. He hid it. That's laundering. So what happens? This is how this works. They know that the second Hunter takes that money and he's not registered as a foreign agent, he cannot report it to the IRS. The process of taking the money is a crime, but it also comes with a potential money laundering prosecution as well. What it means is they own you. They own you the second you take the money because they have knowledge of your crimes. Now, here's what else I guarantee they did. They used it as a dye test. I've explained this many times. They don't want just the knowledge that Hunter committed the crime, which anyone who looks honestly at what happened can already see happened. They want to watch where the money goes. And believe me, they did. They want to see what account it goes into, what account it comes out of, and if it hit any of Joe's accounts, that's what they do with the money. Remember how Hunter explained in his own writing, in both emails and text, that the big guy got 10 to 20%. I guarantee you the Russians know what the big guy got. And if you look at Joe's actions as it regards Russia, it's very clear that he is behaving like a person who is blackmailable, who is owned, or who owes the Russians. Did they hope to buy influence by paying Hunter? Oh, heck yeah. We know that because the UK Daily Mail did an article on it in which they asked the brother of the mayor of Moscow, who was acting as his spokesperson, why they gave Hunter the money. What were you trying to buy? He said influence in America. It's really clear what's going on here. Now, now keep in mind, the Democrats impeached Donald Trump for withholding aid from Ukraine, which they felt would make Ukraine vulnerable and maybe Russia would invade. Okay. Joe Biden just green-lighted an invasion of Ukraine after his son took millions of dollars from a Putin crony. If they'd had that on Trump, oh my God, he'd have a cell of his own in federal prison right now. But it's Biden. So nobody's interested in the money. No one's interested in the blackmail implications or the criminality or any of it. In fact, I'd go so far as to argue that the FBI opened the money laundering investigation into Hunter to protect him. Just open it and leave it open indefinitely. Then the FBI is covered and shows Hunter. But let's go back to the astonishing story of the Nord 2 and how bad the Russians want it. The Nord Stream 2 pipeline will give Putin total dominance over Europe. Right now, Europe is by and large run by Germany um, via its power through the EU. This arrangement to provide this pipeline is going to put Putin in the seat Germany occupies right now.
because he'll be supplying the natural gas and oil that Europe so desperately needs. It'll give him tremendous power and control over European policy and politics. Russia is going to culturally and economically be the key influence in Europe for a generation because of this pipeline. They want it more than anything else. 60% of the Russian GDP comes from oil, minerals, or natural gas. That's how dependent on it they are. They live or die by it. So there is nothing that Russia has wanted more than this pipeline. They've been so desperate to get this pipeline that they actually attempted to build a pipeline that went across Iraq, across Syria, and then arced up into Europe. They didn't have another way to do it. They were going to cut through the Middle East. They were so desperate to build the pipeline, they actually went to war in Syria and defeated the ISIS caliphate. We were on the other side at that time, propping it up, until Trump came into office and helped the Russians do it. Russians didn't do that because they don't like, you know, they don't like ISIS. That's they don't care. That's not what they did. They did it to clear ISIS out so they could run the pipeline across Syria. That's how desperate they were to get that pipeline because they'd been threatened with sanctions if they built the pipeline by Bush, by Obama and by Trump. Yet as soon as Biden came into office, this incredibly valuable thing that Russia wants so badly, he just gave it to them knowing full well they planned to invade Ukraine. He just green-lighted the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. No need to trouble yourself building it across the Middle East. No, no, I got it. No sanctions. Go ahead. Okay, you're Vladimir Putin. You know you've bought off the Bidens. You know that the Secret Service is still covering for the Bidens and refusing to turn over the records they have of who Hunter met with in Russia, despite Congress demanding them and how long they met with them, and what was going on with all of that. That's going on right now. You know that you control Joe Biden. But if you had any doubt as to whether you control Joe Biden, Joe gives away the Nord 2 pipeline. Gives it away in exchange for absolutely nothing. Nothing. And then more astonishing, folks, Ted Cruz sponsors a thing in the Senate, Senator Ted Cruz, to stop the Nord 2 and reimpose the sanctions. And the Democrats in a party line vote, vote it down. They vote it down. Now, with that kind of background, does it look like a gaffe anymore that Joe Biden greenlighted the invasion? Basically told him in a two-step process that, well, you know, you do a small, not very bloody invasion. One that doesn't generate bad, you know, media photos and YouTube videos and coverage of babies crying and dying and bleeding. You know, as long as it's not that bloody... You keep it pretty peaceful. We're totally cool with it. Why wouldn't you think that's what Joe said? If you were Vladimir Putin and you knew all about the money you sent the Bidens, it wasn't a gaffe. Joe deliberately greenlighted the invasion of Ukraine. And while you may see him yank our diplomats or do some small thing like that, there won't be any major sanctions. There won't be any major punishment. That's what he's telling Putin. But if the media looked just a little closer, tried just a little harder to understand, they would see clearly that Biden really greenlighted the invasion of Ukraine at the Russian summit last year when he announced that, yeah, they could go build the Nord 2. That was when, almost immediately after that, Putin began building up the troops at the border. He had the Nord 2. He had nothing stopping him. So, of course, he's going to invade Ukraine. Anybody with any kind of sense who understands that region of the world would know that would happen. 
So what Joe did greenlighting at this press conference, that wasn't the big tell. Giving away the Nord 2 in exchange for nothing when the presidents before him had blocked it was the big tell. Putin understands that implicitly. It's why he spent the last few months massing his troops at the border. Now, they all had to walk it back, but the original message is the one that Putin will take. NATO's not going to stop you. We're not going to organize them. The United States is not going to extract any kinds of pain from them for not going along. Oh, and by the way, we're not going to do jack as long as you keep it on the down low. Folks, our president is profoundly corrupt and very likely compromised. In fact, remember Tony Bobulinski, who resigned from Hunter's Companies, warned us that Joe was compromised. He'd seen the Russian and the Chinese money run through those organizations. He tried to tell us, but remember how the media responded to that. They tamped down the New York Post reporting, buried it, and tried to make it go away. Bottom line, given the brash and bold illegality here by Hunter Biden in accepting that money, Joe Biden can't stop Putin from rolling into Ukraine. He can't do it if he wanted to. So all the Republican commentators screaming about how Putin's doing this because Biden's weak, you know the ones, you've probably seen them on Fox News, they're all wrong. Putin's not doing this because Joe's weak. He's doing it because Joe's owned. If you enjoyed today's podcast, subscribe by downloading the Odyssey app and hitting the subscribe button and asking friends and family to do the same. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 